Hello, Alan. Hello, Alan. What are we doing? We're doing a Christmas special of a sort. Go on. I I genuinely don't know what's happening. You just asked me to record. <laughs> well, so we we asked Calvin on the group chat about doing a Christmas episode, and he just blanked us because too big for us these days. <laughs> He's too big for us, definitely. So at the last at the last minute, this could have been this could have been Spectre, the next James Bond episode, as a Christmas gift. But um, oh yeah, but but Calvin said he doesn't care about the fans. Calvin doesn't like his fans. He doesn't care about them. So <laughs> he says we... they sicken him <laughs> all the way to the bank. But I thought at the last minute, oh, actually, let's do a quiz. Let's do a quiz. So this is our review of the year episode, 2023, that in no way whatsoever compromises a, uh, composes, what? In no way. Comprises. That's the word I was looking for. In no word, comprise, in no way whatsoever. (laughs) Fuck's sake. In no way. (laughs) (laughs) I've been drinking snowballs. (laughs) It's Christmas. (laughs) I was showing an American what they are. She was like, well, I know the sex act. And I was like, obviously not that. <laughs> obviously, just, it's a different thing called a snowball. I just had Christmas with an American, actually. Do you know they don't really have Christmas crackers over there? She was quite amused by the novelty of it. Yeah. I mean, that kind of... Yeah, I, yeah well, I can see that. They seem quite stupidly British, don't they? The, the stupid hats and the, yeah. the shit jokes that don't make any sense. Anyway, I thought... Let's do a a review of the year episode. Keep the tradition going, even though it in no way whatsoever com- comprises um, review of the year content. Good, just, I haven't seen anything. It's just the I quiz. G- I gave up on films. <laughs> it's just the quiz bit. Good. Remember that quiz last time? That I think's the reason Calvin won't talk to us anymore. <laughs> what was that? The quiz? Why is Calvin a wanker? <laughs> the controversial quiz. This quiz is in no way like that. This is just a conventional seven rounds. Oh, um, yeah. It's just questions. You're just going to question me on things I don't know. Basically. But but two of the rounds are about music. Something I definitely don't know about. Uh, should, we, should we just get stuck in? Yeah. All right, Alan. Uh, round one here for you. It's called... Oh, okay. These have got good names, these round names, right? Round one. Which of these products didn't have a movie released about them in 2023 is the name of the round. Good. I like it. It's catchy. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out a list of products. Mm-hmm. And you have to correctly identify there are three imposters in here that didn't have a movie uh, about them in 2023. Okay. But it's like it's a new trend, isn't it? The weird new trend is like movies about products, corporate synergy. I blame Lego. So, uh, you get three guesses. If you if you guess the wrong thing, if you guess the wrong one, I get a point. Okay. But if you get it right, you get a point. Okay. All right. So, do you want the list? Do you want the full I list? I do want of, the list. The products are Tetris. Mm. So Tetris, I'm a big fan of uh, classic Tetris competitive play, but uh, I've, I've got a vague mem feeling that there's some sort of Tetris film. I'm going to say mm. Tetris is a yes. Mm, okay. So All right. Knock that one off. Go on. All right. We'll keep keep going. Uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They, I mean, there's already an established character established. Uh, you know. Connected to that, so you could. <laughs> oh, you, you, you think that. it's a film about um, a cheater, Chester, cheesy. Chester the Cheeto Man? Uh, I'm gonna put that one on the maybe pile. Okay, okay. Air Jordan, as in the shoes. 
Mm, a film about the shoes. Mm, I, I think you've just got Space Jam on the brain. That's your problem. <laughs> you, okay. might have, you might have added that one in. Okay, go on. All right, so you, you're feeling a bit sus about I'm, Air I'm definitely Jordan. sus on Air, Air Jordans. Jordans. All right. Uh, Casablanca Records. Is that a, a production? I'm, I'm assuming it's a record label. A record label? Obviously, I don't know, because... Um, uh, it could be real, <laughs> <laughs> but they have they just tried to do something to play on the Casablanca thing? Okay, let's say that one's a, a likely candidate. Go on. Okay, the Game Boy, as in the the Nintendo Game Boy. So we're making a film about Game Boy. Yeah. So most of these films, Alan, it's like it's like the the people who made the product. It's like a biopic about uh right about the events. Okay, I think Game Boy is a definite yes. I'll take that one off the list. You think that's real? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Blackberry. Yes, I know that one. I'm, not, I'm aware of that one. You're aware of Blackberry? I'm aware of the film. They did a film about the people oh. who sell Blackberry. I don't, okay. can't remember anything about it. I saw a poster or something. Okay. Uh, Flamin' Hot Doritos. Oh, it's kind of can it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I think the Cheetos is more likely. All right. Than Doritos. All right. So I want to take Cheetos off the list. I think that's a definite yes. Okay. Uh, Barbie. Obviously, I know that one. Yeah, even I got that you, one. Even you know that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Beanie Babies. Ooh. Yeah, some documentary about people who collected Beanie Babies. I can see that. Yeah, I'm going with a yes on that one. I will say I don't think any of these are documentaries. Okay. Okay, bearing, oh, bearing that in mind then. Okay, I still think Beanie Babies is a big enough draw for okay. people interested. Yeah. Okay, Studio Ghibli. Ooh. Yes, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that one's likely okay. to be true. Yeah. Uh, GameStop. <laughs> that is a shop, right? That is a shop in America, or was a shop. I don't know if it still well, exists. There's a whole meme stock. I think our equivalent here in the UK was just called Game. And yeah. I don't think okay. I don't, know, don't know if they exist anymore. Does games still exist? Oof, don't know. I think it was well, a yeah. bit, I think it was like split the difference between game and CEX. But GameStop is a whole meme stock now, right? That's yeah, the, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I think that is enough of a draw to, to yeah. I think okay, that one's true. Yeah. Okay, and Ferrari. That one, uh, yeah, definitely. It's got uh, what's his face? You like him, Adam Driver. Going, I am Enzo Ferrari. I think you might be thinking of House of Gucci there, but I'm <laughs> a House of Gucci. <laughs> yes, but nevertheless, it's true. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, you're gonna have to pick something here. You got three Go on, to pick. I, out. I definitely narrowed some down, right? What, what right. So you, so you want me to not read out the ones that you took off the board? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let me try to remember what you took off the board. Um, <laughs> did you take Tetris off the board? I'm going to take Tetris off the board, yes. Okay, do you think that one's real? You're taking Flaming Hot Cheetos off the board? No, Cheetos is off the board, yeah. I think yeah. Cheetos is real. Air Jordan. Okay, let me just... I'm making notes now of the ones I'm, I'm, I'm narrowing down. So, Air Jordan, yeah. Right, we're leaving that one on, are we? Okay, Air Jordan. Uh, Casablanca Records, I think that's still in play. Ooh, okay, go on. Did you take the Game Boy off? Yeah, that one's true. Okay, uh, Blackberry, we took off because you know that one. Flaming Hot Doritos. I'm putting Doritos in the definite false list. Okay, that my first choice. All right. Okay. Barbie, we know we're taking that off. Uh, Beanie Babies, you seem 
pretty. Take that off, yeah. I'm happy Take that off. That. Okay. Studio Ghibli. Okay, let me keep that one on the list for now. Go on. GameStop. Take that off. Yeah, Take that off. And fine. and Ferrari. We're taking that off. Yeah, that's we? off. Okay, so I'm going Doritos. All right. Air Jordan. Okay. And my instinct is to go with Rico Casablanca, but I'm not. I'm going to go with Studio Ghibli. That's oh. my wild card answer. Okay, well, I can tell you, Alan, you, you've made yourself one point. <laughs> Great. Uh... Because one of these, I, I did you on one of them, so that cancels out the second point. So you're one point <laughs> up. So we have Tetris was real. That was a film called Tetris with Taron Egerton at the very start of the year on Apple. Taron Egerton, that was it. I definitely did see something about that. I knew I had. Yeah. But he's playing like the... Is he playing the Russian guy who created it? I believe so. Is he doing the accent? I don't think... Maybe. I don't know, actually. I don't know. Need to check it out. Uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos is real. That is a film called Flaming Hot. Mm. Is that an animation? No, it's it's like a, it's about the guy who allegedly the guy who made Flaming Hot Cheetos because you know there's a whole there's a whole story about how like the janitor pitched it to a guy and oh, really, but it, it's mostly bollocks is my understanding. Like not real. Yeah. It's Air Jordan. This was one of my picks as f- fiction. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're wrong. Ah. Air Jordan's real. It's Air. It's Ben Affleck's latest movie. Might be up for the Oscars. Probably not. Really? Ben Affleck is playing Michael Jordan. That seems controversial. Casablanca Records. That's a film. That's a real film called Spinning Gold, which I'd never heard of until I looked this up. The Game Boy. Yeah. That was fake. I put that in. Ah, you cheeky. I tricked you. (laughs) You Uh, Blackberry was real. So we know about that one. That's uh, Always Sunny's Glenn Howerton just screaming at people, telling people <laughs> he's going to go to Waterloo where the vampires hang out. Fuck you! Get ready for a hostile takeover of this entire fucking league, okay? You fuck! You think I won't fucking do it? I'm from Waterloo! Where the vampires hang out! One of the, probably the best line of the year. Flaming Hot Doritos, that was fake. I put that in, a little sneaky... little sneaky. <laughs> I, I got you on that one. You got that one, yeah. Barbie's real, we know about Barbie. Beanie Babies, that's real. There's a film with Jack Black in it, I think, called The Beanie the Beanie Bubble, which, uh, again, I had no idea existed till I started looking up this question. Makes sense, though. You know, that was a, an odd little time. It just can have some fun with it. Uh, Studio Ghibli, you were correct. That was a fake one I threw in there. <sighs> Good. That's a good fake one, though. I think I that think is yeah. I was convinced by that one. I was pleased with that. GameStop. Uh, that's a real film. Dumb Money. It's called specifically about the the oh, memes. I've seen the Dumb Money trailer. Yes, I didn't. I haven't connected it. I want to see the film. I've not got round to it yet, unfortunately. And then you're right. Ferrari is a real film. I make a nice, the fast car. Save my company. Uh, that's correct, right? You've got one point because you got one wrong, and that cancelled out the. Other correct one. Uh, well, I guess I got two points. You got one point. Was, uh, okay. okay. All right. Let's do that. That's that's a better way of looking at it. You got two points. All right. On to round two. Good. Right. This is called "Which of These Is Not a Real Scene in Saltburn." <laughs> Another good oh. name for you. So Saltburn, I haven't seen. Is that going to affect my <laughs> ability to? I'm it? I'm banking on you not having seen it. <laughs> the round doesn't really work if you've seen it. Okay. Saltburn is, at the time of recording, currently my favourite film of the year, which is more a sor- sorry indictment of the state of films right now than a than a glowing recommendation. But 
I did enjoy it, even though it's getting shat on by film bros now on film Twitter. A lot of Americans who don't really understand the British class system and <laughs> think it's like an anti-poor people film, when it very much is not. I looked up how to say his name for this. Apparently it's Barry Cogan. Cogan, right, okay. Apparently it's often pronounced Cohen, but he goes Cogan, with, like, specifically. Uh, okay, which of these is not a real scene in Saltburn, Alan? Okay. Um, again, you got three to identify here. Alright. Alright, number one. Barry Cogan fucks a grave. Uh, I'm willing to believe that happens, yeah. Alright. Number two. Uh, Barry Cogan watches a bloke have a wank and then he drinks the bathwater. I've seen a clip of that on YouTube or something. I definitely oh. there was something about coming and drinking the bath or looking right. at the bath or something. So yeah, All I'm right. having that, yeah. I didn't know what it was from, but yeah. <laughs> Barry Cogan tells a woman he's a vampire and then he goes down on her while she's on her period. Ooh, no, that's like a Nicolas Cage film or something. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say no on that one. You're right, you're flagging that one. <laughs> this seems like an odd film. <laughs> All right. Uh, Barry Cogan steals Richard E. Grant's underwear and eats them. Uh, no, it's too too similar to uh, the bathtub. I'm going to say too, false. Too similar, okay. Barry Cogan nude wrestles with Archie uh, Madiqui. I might be saying that name wrong, I hope not. And while he's doing it, his penis accidentally slips inside him and they just sort of go with it. <laughs> uh, that's women in love, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm willing to believe that one, yeah. Okay. Barry Cogan is sleeping with a woman. Right, a false. And then, <laughs> and then he puts his fingers in her belly button and finds like weird little grains <laughs> of sand and he's like, what the fuck? And he keeps just digging and all these weird little grains of sand just keep coming out and there's loads of them. And when he's done, he doesn't really want to have sex anymore. <laughs> no, that's just, there's no way. They wouldn't put that in the film. It's disgusting. <laughs> okay, you think that, cannot be, that cannot possibly be true. All right. Okay. Uh, Barry Cogan goes skinny dipping in a field full of grass. Not So not water, I should add. It's a field of grass. Uh, and everyone reacts to his gigantic penis like, oh, hello. Yes. Yes, true. Okay. I've heard, I'm sh I think I've heard something about him having a fake penis in the thing. Okay. And, uh, something like that. So I'm going with, yeah, fake prosthetic large penis. Okay. And um, Barry Cogan dances around a stately home to murder on the dance floor in the nude, and you see that he's actually just got, like, a totally normal penis. I think that's... I know where I know this from. I know why I've heard this. Your Twitter feed <laughs> saying that you saw the huge penis and you felt better about yourself because it wasn't that big. That's that's true. That's true bit in the film. Okay. So we're going with going down on a woman saying he's a vampire... That's from a Nicolas Cage film. Eating Richard, <laughs> e eating Richard E. Grant's underwear. That is not can't be true. And grains of sand in the woman's belly button. We're saying that's they're just, the fake ones. That's one. just ridiculous, yeah. Okay. Alright, I've done you again with one of these, Alan. Um, <laughs> so you are absolutely correct. Stealing and eating Richard E. Grant's underwear. I made that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was having a right little giggle with that. Richard E. Grant in the film, is that what He is, saying? yeah, of course he is. <laughs> okay, good, yeah. And the bit with the sand in the belt, I kind of got silly with that. That was like when uh, Ricky Gervais used to try and make up fake things for Carl Pilkington, and he always got bored on the third one and just got too silly with it, and Carl would just go, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. 
Uh, yeah, I got I got silly with that one. Um, but I tricked you. Uh, the scene where they're nude wrestling and the dick slips in and they just sort of go with it. I made that up. <laughs> the one where he's he says he's a vampire and he goes down on a woman on a period. That's real. So uh, there you go, Saltburn. It's uh, truly the pink flamingos of our <laughs> of our day. Uh, all right, right. You got another two points, sir, Alan. Excellent. Okay, uh, we're on to a music round now. So this is a special music round, Alan. You know, you know, I like to sneak a bit of uh, Electric Six in there. <laughs> right. Have you snuck a lot of Electric Six in? <laughs> I have snuck a lot of Electric Six in. Do you want to know what I've done? Go on. You're going to get, with each song, you're going to get a little Electric Six hint song, after which, uh, so it's going to be a bit from an Electric Six song, Right. at which point you can then guess what the film artist name of the song is going to be before you've listened to it, if that makes sense. Uh, no. <laughs> so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right, so let's just take out the Electric Six element for a while. What am I listening to? A song, and then I have to identify It's going to be song. songs from a film released in 2023, right? and you get a point for naming the artist, the name okay. of the song, and the film. Each okay, one of those right. is worth one point. However, before listening to each clip, you will be played an Electric Six hint clip. Mm-hmm. And if you can get it off of that before you've even heard the other thing, it's worth three points per thing. And are these hints quite tangential and surreal? Or is it like just a cover version of the same artist or something? Uh, one or two of them are extremely explicitly obvious, but most okay. of them are very tangential and... You're not going to get it. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so number one. So you, I guess you're going to want to listen to the lyrics. Um, right. So I can really tell you. So, all right, let's let's hear it. This is starting with an Electric Six hint. So the little town in Teesside. Cat and Teesside. Okay, I guess that doesn't help me. We'll okay, we're we'll moving play on. the actual song then. going to guess it's called Dance the Night Away? <laughs> it is? Well, it's called Dance the Night, but I will give you that. Okay. Uh, the voice, um, it's just one of the 
by the numbers pops songstresses i don't can't couldn't tell you the difference between any of them or who they are you know you don't want to take a stab at just one in general um i might be a bit out of date uh, <laughs> i don't know anything from the last 20 years uh, is it christine aguilera <laughs> wow, you weren't what's kidding. The, what's the equivalent of Christine Aguilera right now? It's, it's that. Well, it's probably this person, yeah. Right, I'll take it then. Well, you're not having a point for that. <laughs> it's Dua Lipa, my, my man. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa? That's what Mario says to Luigi. <laughs> um, it is, of course, from Barbie. Ah. Ah, you thought I was going to play the song Ken sings, but I didn't. I, I hadn't thought of it. I went more yeah. obscure. I'll give you a point for dance tonight. You know what? I've seen that film. I, n- I now I recall the song. Now you've said it. Yeah. yeah. It's at the start, isn't it? Um, and your Electric Six hint there, that song by Electric Six was called Unnatural Beauty, and they say unnatural beauty in the lyrics. That was and your that's hint. That's what Barbie is. That is what she is. She's unnatural beauty. She's made out of plastic. I get it. Yeah. So I that's that. that's the level these hints are working at. <laughs> I can't be bothered keeping track of my points because I think I think I'm just gonna beat it's you. It's about otherwise. taking part, isn't it? It is. It's the the joy of the the quiz. I guess moving on, so you get another little electric six hint. You ready? Okay, let's listen. Any, any idea? Looking back at your old hometowns, spacewalking. Oh, spacewalking. Did I hear the spacewalking? You did. That is, that's the name of the song, actually. It's um, called Spacewalking. Is it a film with Christopher Walken in it? <laughs> is he still going? <laughs> is, he must is be. Christopher Walken alive? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's made anything in a I while. I haven't seen him recently. I mean, yeah. he must be very old by now. Yeah. Uh, let's play the song. You never find Treasure, unless you dig deep. It's Jarvis Cocker. Oh, I know what it is. They must be from Asteroid City. You with your music chops on, recognizing Jarvis Cocker. I recognize Jarvis Cocker. That is my era, the late nineties. Jarvis Cocker, obviously, recognize him. And I, as it happens, I've seen Asteroid City, so I know he did the music for it or some of it. Yeah, I I watched it very recently. It was shit, wasn't it? Oh god, it was bad. A new a new level of uh, well depths reached by narcissism. I think it's his worst film, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful, though. I think it's, it's getting it's kind of, worse every time, because people have just stopped saying no to. It's kind of a shame it's shut out of the awards conversation. I think it deserves to be in there for, um, you know, production design, cinematography, and all that. But uh, mm-hmm. everything else can fuck off. Um, yeah, that was Jarvis Cocker with a song in Asteroid City. Do you want to... Is it called wanna... Never? No. He said the word never quite a few times in that clip. It's <laughs> called You Can't Wake Up If You Don't Fall Asleep. Ah. <laughs> 
I'm I'm impressed she recognised his voice though, like that. I, I he's got a very distinctive voice, James Cook. Plus, like I say, that's my era. But but he didn't sound like that in his in your era. He sounded like let's do it up in the building. Yeah, I can tell the Sheffield accent there. Uh, Sideline here, a little tangent. Have I told you I've got a I've got a job at the moment working at a gallery oh, yeah. in, in London called Accidentally Wes Anderson. I mean, you have told me, but why don't you tell the listener? <laughs> I just stop. Uh, yeah, the the. It's an Instagram account that's basically people sending pictures that look like a Wes Anderson film. That's that's where we're at now. And they've they've done an art gallery out of it. Yeah. Instagram accounts having art galleries. This is a good this is a good Electric Six hint. This one, so you're going to want to pay attention to this one. Problem is, I don't think you'll be familiar with the moment it's referencing. Like all the listeners are going to get this one. I noticed names in there, like yeah. Peaches and Sweet Pea and mm. something like that, but I don't know what they're relating to. Yeah, the, the song is actually called, specifically, Miss Peaches Wears an Iron Dress. Miss Peaches Wears an Iron Dress. What's that from, then? Is uh, that fact, I mean, is that seems like a very explicit reference to something mm. <laughs> that I'm not aware of. Miss Peaches. Mm. Okay. Well, let's move on, then, I guess. Could have got three points here. But yeah, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Could have got nine points. Peach, you're so cool. And with my star, we're gonna rule. Peach, understand? I'm gonna love you till the very end. Peaches, 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 So, that was Jack Black, I recognise that voice. It was Jack Black, well done, that's a point. And he's singing about peaches. He was singing about peaches. So, Jack Black was in a film about Mario? Yeah? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. It's the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's the standout moment everyone was referencing, uh, even though it's really pathetically unfunny and shit, actually. Uh, the joke is that Jack Black sings a song about how he loves Princess Peach, and it's shit. Um, and, you know, there's been talk of, like, oh, it should be up for the Oscars. And, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, yeah, I mean, if that happens, we're, like, what are we doing? <laughs> Come on. But yeah, I'll give you that. Mario, Jack Black. Want to take a stab at the name of the song? Peach, Peaches? Oh, he's done it. It's Peaches. <laughs> so Jack Black wasn't Mario, right? No, he's Bowser, King Cooper. All right, uh, should we move on? Uh, let's move on. This is an excellent Electric Six hint, this one. You should really... I mean, this is a cover of a song by another band that you should be familiar with anyway. So think about the name of the song, but the name of the song is in the lyrics. All right? All right, let's see how it goes. Put away that gun! This part is simple! Try to recognize! Is this Roxy music? No. God help us! Help us lose my heart! These different people! 
Help us understand what's the matter with him. He's alright. How do you know? Right, yeah, I do know the song. Yeah, do you know who it's by originally? Well, like, my first thought was, like, Roxy Music, right? Is it, um, um, Talking Heads? Yay, it is Talking oh, Heads. Yes. I knew, I, 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 I was, I was connecting the voice to another song of Talking Heads that I know. <laughs> do you know the name of that song? We're all right. We're all right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bottom to the top. No, I mean, good guess. Uh, it's actually called. I'll tell you right now. A little little hint. Uh, it's it's a song called "Slippery People." Oh, "Slippery People." So there's been a film about slippery people. It's a very good hint. This it's a really good hint. Uh, slippery people. What films have there been? Avatar. No, no. That last year. That was last year, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I was flying over land and seeing ear to the ground. Then I came flying here for you to see and hear what I found. Remember that swap. Now, if you can believe it, Alan, that song was written by one of our most lauded musical geniuses of our time. Really? Andrew Lloyd Webber? <laughs> uh, dreadful film this was, by the way. I don't, I, I mean, that seems silly. I don't, I don't think I know what that is at all. I might, it might be out of touch here. Do you, do you want the answers? I think you'll have to tell me that one. Well, it was written by, this might give you a clue, this might take you to the edge. It was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, right. Now, <laughs> he's, he's a genius. <laughs> and it was performed there by Aquafina. Ah, right. And there's a bit of a clue in her name as well. Is it Aqua? Aqua Boy? Mm. Uh, no, it's not. It's the Little Mermaid, Alan. Come on. Get it? Slippery oh, people. Oh, Slippery that. people. The Little Mermaid. That's an amazing hint. Uh, the, the song's called The Scuttlebutt. Was that like the original song that they added in? Or it's what? one of the original new songs they added in, yeah. Dreadful film. Like, mind-blowingly awful special effects. I don't. I, I couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. It was so poor. All right. All right. Uh, next one. We got a little Electric Six hint for you, and then the song. Let's hear it. So he said, I wish this song was louder. That is the name of that song, yeah. I don't know what that's referring to, but presumably something loud. Mm. Uh, Oppenheimer? So I thought I went too obvious with this one, but no, it's not Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh, I don't know then, yeah. Right, something right. about All right, let's, loud. let's All right. hear the next bit, alright. I let you live here for free and I don't even charge you rent. I clean up all your messes and I'm always there when you need to vent. I give and give and give and give. You'd think they'd all be content. And all I really want is just a little respect. And this is the thanks I get. Just awful. Well, uh, that's one of the best songs, isn't it? 
I'm assuming that song is called This Is The Thanks I Get. Well done, that is the name of that song. Did you like the lyric at the start there? He says, I let you live here for free and I don't even charge you rent. As if that isn't the same exact fucking thing! Awful! If you let him live there for free and charge them rent, that would be a bit... Yeah. Awful songwriting. Just, like, what? Was was Lin-Manuel too busy writing shit for The Little Mermaid? (laughs) I don't know what that was from, I'm afraid. I don't know what that's from. Come on, man. Come on. It was an animated film. I don't know what it was. You could tell it was animated. Well, you get a point for this is the thanks I get, question mark. That was Chris Pine performing that. Chris Pine? Steve! Steve! (laughs) Steve Trevor. Uh, That's the Disney mess of a film, Wish. Their their big celebration of 100 years Disney. 100 years Disney. And that's what they did. 100yearsdisney.com And yeah, that is what they did This is the thanks they get Shit, mate Alright, last one in round one here It's okay. good this one It's good 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 hint coming up All again right, let's do it And we I just hear that on an on an advert if they were more successful. <laughs> yeah, uh, they was talking about intergalactic version of a love song. Yeah, so that's an amazing Guardians hint. of the Galaxy film, I guess. <laughs> there was a new Guardians of the Galaxy out this year. Is that what you go? I'll go with? with that then. All right. Well, that's not it. <laughs> you're very close a, though. I feel like that was a good guess though. Yeah, something you're very close. similar to that. Yeah, Aquaman. No. Okay, let me listen to this song then. Again, friend of a friend, I knew you were. I come and go, was waiting for the world to end. Now that the truth is just a rule that you can bend. You crack the whip, shape shift and trick the past again. Now, Alan. Right. I'm being a bit tricksy. Oh, really? Because the actual song from the actual film in question that is the answer here, they're being very difficult and there's no clips of it online yet. So <laughs> I just picked something else to play. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any ideas what that was or what it was supposed to be? Uh, it sounded like a sort of. Post twenty fifteen Avril Lavigne, mm, yeah. Um, what, what's the equivalent of Avril Lavigne today? That's who I'm guessing it is. 
I will say that the artist is the same in uh, what that actually was and what I was trying to find a clip of, if that helps you at all. It doesn't. Okay. I don't know what it is. That is from a film as well. Well, that that was actually a clip of Brie Larson performing Black Sheep in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Brie Larson? Yeah. That was Brie Larson singing? Yeah. That's the Brie Larson version. The the, the song's by uh, Metric, but that's, that's her. I mean, fair. But I mean, I guess I don't. I couldn't have told you what Brie Larson sounds like, particularly when <laughs> singing. But that's not what I was imagining as Brie Larson's voice. What I wanted was a clip of the shitty musical number sequence from the Marvels, where they go to the musical planet and they they sing a, an intergalactic version of a love song. See, great hint. Uh, but I couldn't find a clip of it, so I just gave, I just slapped Scott Pilgrim on instead. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I'll take right. the point. Alright, that's the end of round one, music round one, part one, round three. It's good, I got one of them, I'm pleased with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, let's move on to round four. This is a good round, this. This is called... Which of these characters didn't make a surprise cameo in a movie this year? So which of these didn't make a cameo? Okay. Yeah. Got it. And feature films only. We're not counting shorts and TV and shit, alright? Right, okay. Alright, so I've got seven here for you to catch out. It's a seven big that list. are false. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Okay. So, so are you going to just... give me the character... Are you going to give me the thing they supposedly cameoed in? Or? No, no, no. I'm just going to tell you the the actor and the character, or in some in some cases just the character or just the actor, depending on what I feel like. Great. It's just a big list. All right, <laughs> you ready? To have a system. Yeah. All right. Nicholas Cage as Superman. Uh, yeah, definitely yes. Definitely yes. You think that's real? He cameoed in something. Yeah. All right. I can't remember what it was, but I remember. It. Yeah. Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams out of Evil Dead. I'm prepared to believe he's turned up in something. Yeah. All right. I think that's probably true. Bruce Campbell as not Ash Williams out of Evil Dead. What else is there? Just as himself, I guess. <laughs> Martin Scorsese as essentially himself. Wait a minute, am I answering these or not? Are you making oh, what, what, Do you want to go through each one? All right, I was just going to read them out. Do you want Do you want, Do you you want? want to do each one? If there's too many, we'll have to just... Do, let's do it as a sort of true or false type thing. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. So, Superman, true, yes. All right. What was the next one? Bruce Campbell is Ash. Yeah, I think that's true. Okay. In, Bruce Campbell yeah. as not Ash. I think that's Some... probably true as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Martin Scorsese basically is himself. Yes, in whatever his film was. All he, right. turned, he likes to turn up in his films. Michael Shannon as General Zod. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, some, and it's connected to the Nicolas Cage thing. Okay. Uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. No. Ooh. That's... The false one. Okay. Uh, uh, Christopher Reeve as Superman. Ooh. Again, there's this. There's some whole multi-dimensional Superman thing. Yeah, some archive footage of Christopher Reeve. Yeah, um, go with that. Yes, All true. Right. Uh, Helen Slater as Supergirl. I don't even know who that is, but um, I would say no. Ben Affleck as Batman. No, he's put it behind him. Okay. George Clooney as Batman. Oh, definitely not. I feel, I feel like I'm wrong about the other ones now, but definitely not George Clooney. He's not pissing about with that. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yes. There's an Aquaman film this year, right? It must all turn up. It's 
come out today, the the day of recording. It's out okay, right now. Okay, yeah, she's got a pop up in that at some point. Uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, as a cameo in something else, presumably. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't count that he's got his own uh, film out. Uh, okay, I'll say no then. Mm. Richard Feynman, yeah, real life physicist. Yes, I'm aware of his work. Yeah. Did I say his name correctly? Feynman. Feynman. All right, Feynman. Okay. I'm not sure. So is he in something? Is there, yeah, is there a surprise Richard say, Feynman cameo? I'm going to say yes, because that would be a weird pull for you. you <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, John Rhys Davis as Salah. Yes. Alright. Uh, Skeet Ulrich as Billy Loomis. Ooh, yes. There's, no. No? Because there's, there's been some sort of Scream film out, mm. and you're trying to trick me, but okay. no, it's not. All you right. think I'm going to fall for that. All right. Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, Kelsey Grammer as Mr. Beast. Oh. He's not called Ooh. Mr. Beast. He's just called no. Beast, isn't he? <laughs> Uncle Beast. I, I saw a headline or something, and it said he Kelsey Grammer was going to return as the Beast, but like only in his head. He was like, oh, I'm sure I'm going to <laughs> sometime. Uh, like... He hasn't actually done it. So I'm going to go false on that one. He just wants to. Okay. Randall Park as Jimmy Woo. <laughs> uh, yes. Why not? He pops up in stuff all the time. Greg Turkington, a.k.a. Neil Hamburger, as Dale, the hey. uh, guy who runs the, the guy who runs the Baskin-Robbins in Ant-Man. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'll say yes. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston as Loki. No, false. False, okay. Waluigi. Waluigi. Ooh, I'm going to say that's a false and you're outraged that they didn't put him in. Okay. Cranky Kong. <laughs> but he is in and that annoys you even more. <laughs> the original Mario from the Donkey Kong arcade machine. Yes, yes, that pops up. The guy Donald Glover played in Spider-Man Homecoming for a very brief scene. <laughs> yes, this, this, that was far too specific. <laughs> uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, no. No, okay. He's already two things, it's too messy. Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. No, he's not messing about this year, he's giving it a year off. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. That's Hawkeye's little chum, baby Hawkeye. Because Hawkeye, with Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Well, he wasn't available, <laughs> so they had to put the other <laughs> on it. Okay, I'll say yes then. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who you're talking about. But... Bambi out of Bambi. Yeah, in Wish. All right, Peter Pan <laughs> out of Peter Pan. They're all these are all in Wish. All right, Elsa out of Frozen. Yeah, she's in it. Mike Myers as Shrek. <laughs> no, he's not in it. He's not. It's, that's not Disney. You can't get me like that. Linda Blair as Reagan. Ooh, is there been another Exorcist thing? I'm going to say that's a false one. You've made okay. That. Uh, Pazuzu out of the Exorcist, <laughs> but that's in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Gunn's wife, whatever she's called, as whoever it is she plays on that DC show, uh, Peacemaker. Sure, yeah. That's just good old-fashioned yep. Mark Strong as uh, one of the villains. Always, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. 
Kevin Smith as himself. Ooh, no, not recently. What could he possibly have been in? No. Like All right. Fiction. Kevin Smith as <laughs> Silent Bob. Uh, no, he's not done anything about anything. Okay. Nicholas Cage as himself. Must be, yeah. Almost certainly. Any given year. Andy Samberg as himself. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Maya Rudolph as herself. Yeah, this is all in the same film, obviously. <laughs> Jodie Benson as some random woman. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Uh, yeah? Ted Cruz as himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, Satire. Judd Crandall out of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Which, hang on, is that? That's going on that road. Yeah, you're going around here. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. He's in something. Wow. All right, that, this is the full list here. All right, you've done quite well there. Right, um, right. Let's go through. So, so yeah, Nicholas. So the Flash had a lot of these in it. Uh, Nicholas Cage did turn up as Superman in the Flash. Mm. We've spoken about that. Uh, Michael Shannon did turn up as General Zod, arguably for more than a cameo, but I don't give a fuck. Christopher Reeve did turn up as Superman. Helen Slater did turn up as Supergirl. Right. Uh, Gal Gadot did turn up as Wonder Woman. Um, now. In The Flash, yeah, and these are the ones you got wrong now. Michael Keaton was Batman in a lot of The Flash. Arguably uh, not a cameo, but I'm having it. Ben Affleck was Batman in The Flash. Oh, uh, they were all that. Scenes. George Clooney was Batman in The... Well, <sighs> Bruce Wayne in The Flash. Jason Momoa turned up as Aquaman Hang on, was in this, The Flash. Was this archive footage, or did they actually get him out of the... Those ones were all back for real, yeah. The, right, what Those true. four that I just mentioned, but obviously yeah, Christopher yeah. Reeve and stuff were... Yeah. Not. I've lost track of points now. I can't be bothered keeping track of points anymore. <laughs> um Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams. Yeah, technically he he has a cameo in Evil Dead Rise as a voice on an old record saying like banish this evil thing and this sick filth. And uh the director said that that's meant to be Ash like back in time. He was doing some time traveling. I'll take that. Uh Bruce Campbell has a vocal cameo in the same film as the noise of an apple being bitten into for when someone has their eyeball bitten out of their head. Yeah. Bit of foley work. Martin Scorsese does turn up as just some random bloke in Killers of the Flower Moon at the end. He's a radio producer who basically looks into camera and says, like, hmm. Makes you think, doesn't it? Remember the old days of radio and none of this superhero nonsense. Essentially, yeah. Richard Feynman turns up in Oppenheimer. Ah, one of many, okay. one of many real life scientists who make little Avengers style cameos in that film. Uh, John Reese Davis as Salah obviously was in Indiana Jones and the Dial of I Destiny. I saw that one. Um, Skeet Ulrich does he does turn up as Billy Loomis again in Scream Six, even though he did it in Scream Five. So you're wrong on that one. Tessa Thompson turned up as Valkyrie in The Marvels. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Grammer turned up as Beast in The Marvels. Damn it. The whole thing's falling apart. They're just like, yeah, I guess X-Men's canon now. Just we don't know what else to do. Randall Park turned up as Jimmy Woo in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Turkington, a.k.a. Neil Hamburger, as uh, Dale, the Baskin-Robbins manager, also turned up in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Loki... Tom Hiddleston's Loki turned up at the end for a post-credit scene in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, so you were wrong there. Just won't let it go. Mm. You were spot on about Waluigi, though. Yeah. He wasn't in it, and I was mad. <laughs> and Cranky Kong was in it. The Mario movie, this is, obviously. 
And so was the original Mario, Jumpman, from the machine, implicitly. And so was Donald Glover as the guy who plays in Spider-Man Homecoming. They brought him in for Spider-Man, for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse in live action. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. He did play him in that same film, so you're wrong there. I think you said he wasn't in it. Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange was not in anything. You are correct in saying that, so well. Hayley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop did turn up in the Marvels, so well done. Bambi out of Bambi was in Wish, yeah. Peter Pan out of Peter Pan was in Wish, yeah. Elsa out of Frozen was not in anything. What? She was technically in a short film that Disney released this year, but I'm not having that. We said no shorts, no, just mm. features. Uh, Mike Myers as Shrek, correct? He was not in anything. Um, now, <laughs> Linda Blair did turn up as Reagan in The Exorcist Believer, so you're wrong. Right, okay, yeah. And uh, Pazuzu was not in it. It was a different <laughs> demon so you got those wrong. James' wife, uh, James Gunn's wife, did turn up in uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. So well done. Mark Strong also turned up as his Shazam villain. Two for you there. Uh, Kevin Smith did turn up as himself, but on the Muppets Mayhem, which is a TV show. So yeah, no film with him. Oh, it was a little trick. Uh, S- Kevin Smith did turn up as Silent Bob in a music video for Logic called High Life, but again, not a film. So correct. Uh, still working. Nicholas Cage didn't turn up as himself in anything. Did yeah. you say he did or didn't? I yeah, remember. I think I said yeah. Like yeah, he, he did popped so. up or something. Yeah. yeah. Andy Samberg did turn mm. up as himself in Good Burger 2, <laughs> along with Maya Rudolph as herself, apparently. Yeah. So SNL alums, I guess. Uh, Jodie Benson, voice of Ariel, the Little Mermaid, did turn up for a cameo in the Little Mermaid remake. Mm-hmm. Ted Cruz did turn up as himself in Daily Wire's new hard-hitting satire, Lady Ballers. I don't know if you're aware of Lady Ballers. I'm not. So basically, the Daily Wire guys wanted to make a documentary about, like, a man in a dress competing at women's sports and, like, being better than them. And then when they started trying to do it, they found out that that's against the rules and you can't just do that. (laughs) (laughs) So they made a... A hilarious satirical comedy movie out of it instead, starring Ted Cruz as himself. Did he know he was in it? Uh, Ted Cruz's cameo, it's in the trailer, and basically walks up to someone and he says like, oh, is anyone sitting here? And they go, yeah, sorry. And he goes, alright. Ah, they got him. (laughs) (laughs) The right are getting better at comedy and the left are scared. Uh, a Judd Crandall um, was in Pet Cemetery Bloodlines as the main character, actually, so technically um, not a cameo, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, I lost count there, but I'm going to say you've got 35 points now. Sweet. All right, next round. Next round is how many times did... Right. How many times, Alan, did I watch an Evil Dead movie in 2023? <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so there was a new one out. You would have watched the original three at some point, and then at least one more. I'm going to go five. Oh, you're incorrect, Alan. You're wrong. Six is the correct answer. You were very close. Because... (laughs) I was the closest without going over, though, so I should get the point. (laughs) It's, uh... (laughs) I went to the cinema to do a marathon of the four pre-existing oh. films. It's three plus that uh, awkward remake sequel, secret sequel, secret sequel. Uh, and then I watched the new one twice in the cinema. So six. You saw it twice, you dick. Well, there's going to be some more of that. 
You think that's lame? <laughs> How many times did Calvin watch a James Bond movie? Oh my god. <laughs> Any James Bond film. Any James Bond uh, film. So there wasn't a new one out this year, so that would have tempered him slightly. 13. Right, I'll tell you right now, it seems to have tempered him significantly. Uh, the answer's six. Oof. Very low, okay. isn't it? Is that is this based on his Twitter? Uh, this is based there? on his letterboxed uh, ah. logging of films. Right, okay. Maybe he doesn't always log it if it's something. It is possible, it is possible. But based on his letterboxed, he's seen six. Um, now, you can have six guesses at which James Bond films that they were, if you want. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, the last one. Uh, okay, that's incorrect. Five more <laughs> guesses. Um, okay, Spectre. He couldn't, he couldn't bear the uh, the emotional pain of it. Yes, Spectre is one of them, correct. Um, he would have gone with Octopussy. Oh, wow, how did you get that? He likes Roger Moore. <laughs> he did, he watched Octopussy, yeah. That was um, his first one of the year, in fact, I think. He would have watched one of the Timothy Dalton films. He's, he watched The Living Daylights. Uh, he did not. Damn it. Mm. Uh, Golden Eye. Nope. That's One more guess, I think. One more guess. Goldfinger. No, no, no. This no, man no. just hates the classics. No, uh, he watched Casino Royale. Yeah. Skyfall. Quantum of Solace. He's on a Daniel Craig tip. And Doctor No. Yeah, that's that was the one to palate cleanser. Okay, final question in this round. How many times did Emily Slade watch Barbie at the cinema? Is this again based on her social media feed? It's based on her letterboxed account. Four. You are incorrect. It is five, possibly oh. six times. <laughs> One of them was ambiguous as to whether or not it was in the cinema or just at home media. <laughs> Damn. So you think I'm bad? with Evil Dead watching it <laughs> twice, my most excited, anticipated film. Uh, next round. This is Name the Four 2023 Editions. 420, to... dude. <laughs> Actually, let's make, it, let's make it more than that. Right, not just four. Name the 2023 editions to the 250 highest grossing films of all time Ooh. as of November. That's the name yeah. of the round. Okay. Wait a minute. Highest grossing, did you yeah. say? Yeah, unadjusted for inflation. Unadjusted. Oh, right, okay. This is all. Right, yeah. There's nine um, films that have cracked the top 250 in, from 2023. Okay. okay. So we're not, counting, we're not counting Avatar The Way of Water. It was a 2022 film. Uh, although it will have made most of that money in 2023, I imagine. Okay, I want to go straight away Barbie. All right, well done. Barbie on the board. Barbie's now the 14th highest grossing film of all time. Oppenheimer as well? Yeah, the, well Those done. two dominated the thing, right? Oppenheimer, uh, the 63rd highest grossing film of all time. That is astonishing, isn't it? Yes. It is, actually, yes. That's insane. I mean, it's a real turning point. It's it's the the superhero shit. The, the, the bottom's falling out, and everyone's kind of looking for grown-up shit. Yeah, about time, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. It's refreshing. I've enjoyed um, people getting excited about Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer, and yeah. But highest grossing. So this is going to be a big. It's still going to be a big tentpole films, even if they're not doing that well. Yeah, these are all pretty big tentpoles. Other than Oppenheimer, there inexplicably the third highest grossing film of the year, basically a billion dollar film, nearly. So there's there was Guardians of the Galaxy film. 
Correct, that's number four. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the 91st highest grossing film of all time. And I'm glad this has come later on, because I'm just going to name other things you've been talking about. <laughs> the Marvels, you said? Uh, no, the Marvels drastically unperformed, actually. Uh, it's not cracked the top 250. It's been seen as a bit of a bomb. Uh, Super Mario? Yeah, well done. Second highest grossing film of the year. 16th highest grossing film of all time. Insane. Two behind Barbie. So you were talking about The Flash, did that come out? Uh, no, The Flash bombed, it did really badly, and DC's losing a lot of money. Um, what else have you talked about? There's two, there's two here that I've talked about today, and there's three that I haven't mentioned. Uh, uh, so there was this Superman thing. Oh, that was The Flash. Um, all the things they did cameos for. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm floundering. Alright. Uh, we got four there. That's pretty good. The ones you didn't get are... You got the four highest ones as well. You just oh. It's the dregs you missed out on. She got the, you got everything in the top hundred. Uh, Fast X, the tenth Fast and the Furious film, apparently mm. came out this year. Uh, that was the 140th highest grossing film of all time now. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, that is the mm. 147th highest grossing film of all time. The Little Mermaid remake, that is the 196th highest grossing film of all time. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, the 198th highest grossing film of all time. Oh, I I didn't go to see that because it was called Part 1. Same, same. And uh, the little film that could, Elemental, which was initially deemed to be a gigantic bomb for Pixar, it had legs. It just kept going. It, It kept going. It did very well. It did very well internationally. That's the 241st highest grossing film of all time. So It doesn't make sense. You didn't make money in the opening weekend and then you put it on streaming. Mm. Yeah. Alright, so uh, we, we've got final bit of music round for you, Alan. Ooh, and, then we're, yes. and then we're done. So let's see if you can pull this win together. Alright, so same as last time. There's an electric six hint and then the, uh, the real thing. I can't square that particular circle Something about dancing with Trojan horses. Yeah. That doesn't tell me anything on the face. I mean, that's not the words in the lyrics you needed to pick out to be a hint, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> something so about you... gr- blue hair or green hair? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Little Mermaid. No. <laughs> All right, no. Let, let's Moving listen on. to God is inside me and everyone else. That was or ever will be I came into this world with God and when I finally looked inside 
Oh, well, something very uh, overtly religious there. Yeah. I'm yeah. afraid I don't know what that is. Yeah, sounds like dog shit, doesn't it? I'm not looking <laughs> forward to that anymore. What is it? It's the colour purple. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, not actually, it's not out here yet, but I think it's out in America or something. Or... Oh, that's that'll be good. Just saying it's okay that my life's terrible because God loves me. Yeah, so that was uh, that was performed by Fantasia, Daniel Brooks, Taraj P. Henson, Kiara, Corey Hawkins, Coleman Domingo. They only sounded like one voice to me. I know, I, I agree. But apparently they're the credited people on it, so... Maybe they kick in for the ensemble. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, it's from, it's called the color the color purple. It's from the color purple. Okay. Uh, moving on, I guess next. All right. The captain's on the radio. He says, "Buckle your seat tight. There's nasty weather. We're in for a bumpy flight. In the event of a water landing, you can use my body as a flotation device. It's getting cold now." Okay, so that's about a plane crash and then using a corpse as a flotation device. Yeah. So does that happen in something? No. (laughs) Okay, then. I don't know. Uh, Moving on, I guess. Let's get the next song. Rob Zombie done a film this year. <laughs> um, no, I think The Monsters was last year, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, that sounded like Slipknot or something like that. One of those guys. Machine Head. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know then. Who was it? Uh, that was Death Clock from, oh, was close. from Metalocalypse, the uh, TV cartoon. Remember that show, Alan? I think I used to watch it when we lived together in Brixton. Mm. Well, it was one of Adult Swim's little cheapo cartoons before they uh, started making Rick and Morty and putting some money behind it. It's a song called SOS. Uh, it's by SOS. Death Clock. Okay. And uh, it's from Metalocalypse Requiem for the Doomstar. They they made a few Adult Swim movies this year to kind of tie up loose ends. The Venture Brothers got one as well. I can't believe they didn't get that. Yeah. I can't believe it, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Alright, this next one is a uh, good hint here. You should get this from the hint. Okay, let's have right. a Because you will pay the dearest prize to blow your name up in lights tonight. Okay, I didn't pick up much there, but did I hear the word zombie? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you did. I don't know. <laughs> That's not the clue. Okay, That's not the clue. I didn't get anything from that then. The song, the song and the chorus are Take Me to the Sugar. Take Me to the Sugar. Um, okay. A film with sugar in it. Um, okay, I don't know. No? All right. 
moving on then, I guess. Let's let's see if you get the actual song. Have you got a sweet tooth? I do. A hunger that you have to feed. Have you got a sweet tooth? I do. Oh, I don't. Don't give me that conscious nonsense. It's simply quid pro quo. So, a hundred of your favourites. Sorry, I'm afraid it's no. Promised the wife I got down on chocolate. You know, I gotta get in shape for the policeman's ball. So. Oh my god. So I realised the sugar thing, is it Wonka? It is Wonka, well done. So I'm assuming one of those voices is Timothy Chalamet, no. No, I thought he didn't sound like him. I don't know who else is in it. I mean, I'd be amazed. I would be genuinely blown away if you guessed the main actor here. Uh, one of them's kind of an obvious, yeah, you know, we're putting British comedy people in a... Martin Freeman. No, but you're not far off. Go a bit bolder than that. Bolder. <laughs> um, Tony Way. Oh come on, Alan! No, it, it's uh, so that's the song. Do you want to do you want to guess the name of the song? Um, have you got a sweet tooth? Um, no. All right. Well, it's called Sweet Tooth. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the one of the highlights from the film musically, which just has the most boring, lackluster songs in it. Oh my god! I was tempted to go and see it. Because of uh, Paddington. Well, you'd probably like it, because you love that Paddington shit. Um, <laughs> Paddington 2 was much better than Wonka, though, I yeah, will say that. I, I quite like Paddington 2. It's all right, Paddington 2. This was more like Paddington 1. Oh, yeah. um, it, you just you can't follow up Anthony Newley with... Um, but there was a bit of a nice peep show reunion going on. We've got uh, Issy Sooty's there as like someone running a shop at the start, a little stall on the street. Okay. Uh, Olivia Coleman is a kind of oh ratbag woman. I didn't think she was particularly good in it. Actually, I thought most of the cast were miscast, but uh, she's there. It's nice to have her there. Um, it's Mr. Slugworth, the lead vocal in that song, it's only bloody Johnson out of Peep Show as well. Oh, really? uh, Patterson yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Have you got <laughs> a sweet tooth? He's very good in it. Actually, he's one of the few cast members who feels like cast properly. The other person there, the bold one, was Matt Lucas. Again, one of the stronger links in the cast. Uh, And then a guy called Matthew Bainton, who I don't really know. You probably do, because you're British sitcom pedigree. Matthew what, sorry? Matthew Bainton. I definitely recognised him, but I don't know what from. And and in that song, Not Singing, you could also hear uh, Keegan-Michael Key as well as the Oh, I'm a police chief! (laughs) Gotta lose a bit of weight. I love chocolate. And there's a really funny joke, Alan, where throughout the film he gets progressively fatter, like putting on bigger fat suit because he's eating so much chocolate. That's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Grant's in it as well, and he's really like trying too hard. It, the whole film was just a bit try hard. I thought I wasn't a big fan. I am tempted to see it. I'm gonna see what happens. See if it comes up in my. Uh, it's a shame schedule. if it if it had good songs in it, I would have loved it. Also, Timothy Chalamet, not not uh, convinced on him. I'm actually wondering if I actually like him, because up until now I was like, yeah, I like Timothy Chalamet. But mm. then I watched this film, and I came out like, do I, though? Because what's he actually done? And then I really thought about it, and I don't like him in Don't Look Up. <laughs> I don't like him in this. I don't like him in June, but that's June's just, you know, 
I guess Call Me By Your Name. I mean, I did like that, but I don't really remember much about it. Anyway, uh, moving on. Snag enough Lenny Kravitz. It said, if you want some money, reach in me and grab it. Yeah. So something about having money inside you. Reach into me and grab it, and I've never understood why anybody likes Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Is Lenny Kravitz alive? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Has he been in a film this year? I don't know. Okay, so that's not helping me then. Well, are you giving up? You're not uh, taking the clue. You're not taking the clue. Well, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the clue. Lenny All Kravitz. Right. Who hates Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Oh, Alan. All right, moving on. Let's hear <laughs> this clip. We are here to make the dream true. And together, that's what we'll do. We are here, we will change the tide Step by step, standing side by side We're on the road to freedom Until the war is won Um, Road to Freedom? That is the name of the song, well done. (laughs) Yay! I don't know what that is. Is it a comedy? It's from a film called Rustin, which I've not seen. But do you want to guess who the artist was? Rustin? Hang on, what's the film? Rustin, I've never... Rustin? I've never even heard of that one. Yeah. I think Coleman Domingo's in it. He's having a bit of a year. I don't know who Coleman Domingo is, I'm afraid. Oh, he's like, he's like the American Alan Johnson out of Peep Show. Oh, fair enough. No, I've no idea what this is or what you're talking about. <sighs> it's Lenny Kravitz, you... Idiot. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, okay, that does make sense. <laughs> Couldn't have made that clue more overt. Alright, next one. <laughs> sounded exactly like a Lonely lonely Island song. Um, what <laughs> film was it that Andy Samberg was in as himself? Uh, it's uh, Good Burger 2 was the film that I think that's Andy the answer. Samberg... <laughs> okay. uh, incorrect. Damn. I didn't pick up really the message of the piece. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, the lyrics to focus in on. It's on the album Fire, mm-hmm. and the lyric really to focus on there was I went to the store to get more fire mm. to start the war. Where do you go to a store to get fire? 
cara, né? It would have been better if it was the theme to Elemental. Alright, you're you're on your last one here. Again, this is a good hint now, so let's uh use your noggin, alright? So that was about being uh, working at the centers for disease control and <laughs> having sex with dirty women. But did I hear something about being possessed by the devil? Yeah. I'll go with the exorcist then. Oh, Alan. <laughs> uh, no, incorrect. <laughs> Don't get angry at me because your clues aren't right. <laughs> let's let's hear it. This is the this is the ultimate needle drop, the greatest needle drop of 2023. You ready? All right, let's do it. Bruce Campbell cameo as Ash in the <laughs> film. <laughs> so yeah, that that is Evil Dead Rise. Well done. Give me a point for that. Uh, and that was Bruce Campbell in a cameo. No, I don't. I don't, I don't believe it was. No, <laughs> it didn't sound like him. <laughs> uh, no, that that it's it's the the best moment in the film where uh, Dead Eye Ellie plays a record by putting a finger with a long nail on the record as it's turning round and opening her mouth and then <laughs> the noise off the record comes out of her mouth. It's brilliant. It's crystal clear. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, there you go, Alan. You got 44 points by my count, which might may or may not be accurate. Uh, it's good, though, no matter what you say. Good score. Good score, yeah. Better than Calvin got. Calvin got zero. Uh, anything to add for for 2023? Going into 2024? Do you want to know what I actually saw this year? Yeah, tell me. Tell me Tell me some shit. Let me have a look, because it's not going to be a lot of things. Have you got a film of the year? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. We've already established mine, mine is Saltburn, which I'm not particularly pleased with. So, it's, I think it's been a really shit year for films, to be honest. Like I, I love the move towards uh the change of the tide in in favor of like adult mature films and away from hollywood blockbuster bullshit i've been enjoying that greatly mm-hmm. but i didn't like the films that much 
They were fine. Everything that came out was fine. Anatomy of a Fall was fine. All right, look, I'm going through. I'm, I've I've skipped back to <clears throat> in my on my IMDb ratings. I've skipped back to 2020, the start of 2023. So let's see what new films I saw this year. Let's see what's coming out here. Blah blah blah. Nothing yet. These are still the all the Oscar films we looked at. Mm. Uh, no 2023 releases yet. There'll be some somewhere. Don't worry about it. Where are you up to in the year? Looking now, August, uh, June, and I haven't watched a new film. Nothing yet. yet. Nothing <laughs> yet. Okay. Okay. The, f- the first one here that's marked 2023 is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Okay. Uh, I gave that a seven. Yeah, same. I gave that a seven. I liked it, but we talked wasn't about blown it. Away. Obviously, I, I went to see it because we did the whole retrospective. Yeah, I've got it. Currently, I've got it as my thirteenth favorite film of the year. Oppenheimer. I've seen. Very controversially, I've got Indiana Jones one place above Killers of the Flower Moon. People won't like that. Yeah, Oppenheimer. What do you think of that? It was good, right? I gave that a seven. Um, yeah, I gave it a seven. I was fine with it. It's got all the usual Christopher Nolan problems. No emotions. Yeah. No too women. Uh, too long. Way too long. Did I tell you I went to see that at the largest screen in the country? You did. I don't know if you said it on pod, but you said how... It's the biggest boobs you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. Florence Pugh got on yeah. screen, and I laughed possibly, very, very hard. And I've tried telling people that you said that, like because I found it so funny, and they just don't understand. <laughs> they were like, "What? Are they is, is she looked quite flat to me?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> it's the screen. No, like physically, the yeah." All right, we well, saw that. Good. Okay, uh, you were part else? of the part of the the the. Mm. Movement, the hype, yeah. Uh, Renfield, I went to see that Nicolas Cage Renfield film. You went to see Renfield in the cinema? Yes. I rented that out. I don't think it's on my list here. Is it on my list? Oh, it is on my list here, yeah. Number 30, I've got it. Just two two below Wonka. It was fine. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, it was, it, it was one of those things six. like... I gave it, what did I give it? I gave it an 8. Oh, wow, you really enjoyed it. It was like, yeah, um, I enjoyed that, it was good. Because I, I think I went in with kind of no expectations whatsoever, and it was like a nice surprise, it was fun, yeah. and kind of just, yeah, it was just what I was looking for. I think for me, it just needed to be just a notch funnier. Like, I think it kind of was all there, but just like yeah. a few more big laughs would have gone a long way. Especially, I, I was disappointed because Ryan Ridley wrote the screenplay there, and I... I'm a big I know fan exactly of Ryan what Ridley. you mean. Do you know what I thought? I kind of expect more from Ryan Ridley. He's a Rick and Morty community guy. You know Nicholas Holt, the young Nicholas Holt. I thought I I like him. He I think he's a good actor. I think he was okay in this, but I think he was miscast. I think you need someone with a much more natural kind of sense of comedy and might drop a couple of extra lines in there. I was thinking the same thing. I realized about twenty minutes in, he was doing an over Hugh Grant impression, and I did appreciate that. Because I was like, oh yeah, that'll be, he's picked that up from his About a Boy era, hasn't he? He's been working on this ever since. Um, and I quite I don't know that if comedy a... is really his thing. Well, yeah, I mean, Ben Schwartz was the one person I laughed at throughout the film. I think every laugh I got was something he said. Um, I mean, I don't think Aquafina, I have nothing against Aquafina. I think people are turning on her at the moment, but I don't think she's particularly funny either. Um... Mm. And you're right. I'm reading Dracula at the moment, funnily enough. Um, so right. I've been thinking about this film a fair bit because Renfield's nothing like this <laughs> in the book. 
<laughs> I don't really know where they got this version of Renfield from. Um, Renfield's obviously a fucked up little freak, and I feel like the film would have benefited more from embracing that instead of trying to make him a happy-go-lucky rom-com guy. I know what you mean. So, same with Aquafina. It's like I, the comedy, and not to anything to do with her performance, but the character. Um, it was all very basic. It was all really kind of first draft stuff, and it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll punch yeah. this up a bit later on, and then no one ever did. Yeah, and and all the um, a lot of the the action scenes where they have big like violent, hyper violent fights, and people's arms are coming off. All of that would have been really fun and silly if the special effects didn't look like such absolute dog shit. <laughs> it looked awful. It, like, I just couldn't get into it because it looked so bad. Um, but no, I didn't. But I, yeah, I enjoyed I it obviously. I didn't but it was one of those it. films where I was constantly thinking, oh, here's a line I would drop in here. Here's yeah. a little look I would do here. So I know exactly what you mean, but it's not quite hitting the uh, the comedy uh, bone. Really. Yeah, like I say, I, I kind of, I, I'm glad I didn't know it was Ryan Ridley going in because I would have been really disappointed. I just saw his name in the credits after and I was like, oh, hmm. really? He's a Dan Harmon alum, one of the good yeah. ones. Uh, he was in Community. He, was, he played... Um, in one of the post-credit stingers, he played the guy who... Oh, what was it? He, like, saved someone from the gym. Thank you so much. I know how crazy this week's been. You really didn't have to do this. Are you kidding? I owe you. Whatever you need, just say the word. All right. I could use your help moving a mattress this weekend. Okay, cool. Is that okay? Let me know. My name is Ryan Ridley. Three years ago, my life was saved by a stranger at my gym. I felt like I owed him my life. Apparently, he agreed. Now he has me do things, and I keep hoping and praying that one day I'll do enough for him to call us even. Until then, I'm just a guy from his gym. Okay, I've got I've got more films for you. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Barbie. I mean, I was going to say Barbie must be in the mix at some point. Yeah, Barbie, okay. Good. I couldn't quite make my mind up about Barbie, what I liked about it or not. I think... I liked it, but again, like everything else this year, I wasn't blown away. It was a lot funnier than I expected. I found it really yeah. funny, but it kind of suffered a bit on the plotting side of I things. I think it's not it's not as clever as the hype wants it to be, but also it's not Same as Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But the difference yeah. is Oppenheimer is trying to be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's actually trying to be. I think it's been I think it was overhyped, not in a kind of like this is gonna be great, but like this is gonna mean something and then it didn't yeah. really get to that. It was very basic. This is a masterpiece, and now it's gonna be at the Oscars. It's gonna be a heavyweight at the Oscars, and that's just yeah, why and it's just it's not, not right, that. is it? Yeah. But I, I did like Barbie. Yeah. It's in my top ten of the year so far, but again, very weak shit year of films. Well, I, I gave it a seven, you know, it was uh, Same. you know, I was sort of in the down the middle there somewhere. I couldn't quite decide something about it. It bothered me. I didn't like the the kind of this postmodern meta look. We're commercial, but we're going to pretend we're not. Kind of vibe. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't quite sit with me. Uh, some some. There's too many layers of irony there. Yeah. What else? Okay. What else? Uh, Anatomy of a Fall. I went to see that. Oh, you went to see that, did you? What did you yeah. think of that? Well, again. <sighs> I, I enjoyed it. I, w- I was very frustrated by it because it was so, Could have been so much annoying. Better. No, no, no. The actual the, the the content of the film, the plot, I was just frustrated all the time because it was all about how you know law is not about truth. It's about pres- what you can 
be percept uh, what can be perceived as truth, what yeah, you present, yeah. and it was just really annoying. But that's what the film was about. That's what the film was trying to say. So I kind of like I kind of came out of it going, God, that was an annoying thing to watch. But you do that, that a lot. That's what they were setting out to do. So yeah. I kind of have to give them that. I ultimately, uh, and and it, it was a bit of a slow burn for me. I was kind of halfway through. I was like. Let's get on with this. I was a bit frustrated with it, and then yeah, it kind of could, all could it be... came together in a way that worked, and it was good. Acting was great, all that sort of stuff. I do think it doesn't quite justify the running time, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave it an eight, though. I did enjoy. Oh, really? it. I, 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 I enjoyed it. it. I gave it a seven. I think most things this year for me are just kind of seven out of ten. Mm, I don't know yeah. if I like movies anymore, to be honest. Well, I mean, I I've given up. Yeah, but I've I've watched a few. I've got another one for you here. Go. This was a, this is my hot take of the year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it might not be very hot. I don't know how other people feel about it. Uh, the Killer, David Fincher's oh, yeah. The Killer, Michael Fassbender. Right, let me guess. Your hot take is you hate it and it's shit. That seems like your sort. It of... was fucking awful. <laughs> it was. It was. I, I honestly, like The Killer. I. It basically made me go. Okay, I've given up on David Fincher. I've got a lot of love for David Fincher. I've, there's a lot of films I really like from David Fincher's and as he's gone on further and further i like them less and less this is the end if this is what david finch is producing he's stopped trying he doesn't care and oh i did i, I felt like him on autopilot but i don't think he was really trying very hard i mean I, I enjoyed it i've got it in between barbie and anatomy of a fall here on my list number 10 7 out of 10 i gave it i i couldn't believe what i was watching it was i liked it more than mank definitely i would have walked out if i had any kind of moral why courage what it did you just, just like about it? The first 20 minutes is just a narration over... Yeah, the first yoga. 20 minutes was dog shit, to be fair. I didn't like that. It was just so, like, 1998, I'm the assassin, the silent assassin. It's It was it was it's 20 years out of date, at least, if not 30. And if you'd made it then, it would have been a, a weak version of that. Well, I, I think it was a conscious throwback, a bit of yeah. a pastiche, but uh, I like Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Well, that again, then that that scene was obviously the one where, like, let's put Tilda Swinton in. Like, this is going to be a real good scene between them. Yeah, and I you know, it. in, in it itself, it was. But it's like, well, this doesn't fit with the rest of the film. It didn't. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't really remember anything else in the film. I just remember the Tilda Swinton scene. But yeah, I enjoyed the killer. Actually, I thought it was. I was really mad. I was angry. I thought it was a nice, easy watch. No, I was. Oh, it was a terrible watch for me. I wish I'd walked out. Anyway, I gave that a two out of ten. Um, wow! I think the two was me being generous. No, yeah. What did I give it a two for? I don't know. Uh, probably for Tilda Swinton, I guess. Anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Knock at the cabin at some point. So wait, wait, yeah. Dream scenario. Oh, I've not seen that yet. I want to see that. Okay. Odie and her fucking dickheads are not putting half the films on this year, and that's one of the films they didn't put on. And I've not bothered going to see it anywhere else yet. Is it um, good? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I saw it at an independent cinema, not a mainstream thing. Anyway, I'll tell you about Dream Scenario. Okay, here's it. It's it's a great concept, and it starts out, the first act is really engaging, it's really building something up. Then in the middle, it starts to search for kind of a purpose and is struggling a little bit, and then it completely f- like fails the ending. Mm. So it's a, it's a real downward slope throughout. Mm. Um, uh, but the first, you know, hour is good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want to uh, see I, it. 
that's kind of my last chance at having a film that's my favorite film of the year that I really want to stand behind. No, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, get too excited about that because it. Ju- yeah, it just doesn't nail the landing. Or poor I mean, things. I guess that's the other big one. Poor things. I gave Dream Scenario a six. Engaging concept, interesting central character, and good yeah. performance. We can talk about poor things at the Oscars, though. I suppose it'll. It's a guaranteed Oscar film. Uh, anything else? Yes. Knock at the cabin. Yeah, we we spoke about that. Which I watched uh, because we were doing a little bit of a Shyamalan catch-up. I don't think... Right? I think this will come out before our little thing talking about that, but we yeah, recorded a, so. an intro for our re-release of an M. Night Shyamalan season classic, classic, classic. Uh, podcast episode over on the Patreon. So, yeah, we chat about Knock at the Cabin over there. And yes. Old, the beach that makes you old. Mm-hmm. Can you believe this? I've got it above Oppenheimer in my top ten of the year. Mm. People going yes. mad. <laughs> I've got one more that I watched a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, so a, couple, a few days ago, I had I had a sort of early Christmas with uh, my lady friend because she was leaving the country for actual Christmas, and we had a little Christmas day together. Yeah. We just sat down, and went on the old Netflix, and picked a, a film. But I specifically picked this film because it was a new release, and I'd seen the thing about it, and I was curious. Ah, Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> no. Chicken Run at Dawn of the Oh, Nuggets. God, I watched this the other day as well. For fuck's sake. Uh, I was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was exactly what I expected. Well, um, I don't like I the they... original Chicken Run, which is one of my oh, controversial, well, controversial film opinions. I think it's actually... Yeah. I actually think Aardman are a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love Wallace and Gromit, and Curse of the Were-Rabbit is like a 10 out of 10 film for me. Oh, so really? it pains me every time I watch one of their films and kind of realise everything else they've ever made is shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Chicken Run shit. Uh, and I watched Dawn of the Nugget. And can I just sum it up like this, Alan? Mm-hmm. What does Dawn of the Nugget even mean? It's just you know the the, the dawn of the nugget, the chicken. But nugget. Is, this is how the nugget was invented. But it's is it like the, the is that a pun? Is it a pun? It feels like it's a joke. It's like Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> And that's no, this film in a nutshell. It's just everything <laughs> in the film is like, what? Yeah, this so, it's, film and a so this this film is set in the past, I guess, because fast food doesn't exist anymore? Was Chicken Run 1 set it in is. like the 20s or Maybe something? it's one of those alternative dimension things you like. Uh. Well, I um, got there and I was like, oh, are these set in the past? I didn't... I don't remember that about the first Chicken Run. Maybe it's set in the 40s or something. Well, it's set with a little farm, yeah. This is about corporate farming uh, taking over. But it? they've got fucking laser beam ducks and dogs mm-hmm. and things that are yeah. like... Yeah. Uh. steampunk. The voice acting, by the way. Oh, my days. What a dreadful cast. <laughs> which, which ones did you particularly hate? So... <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember if I hated the original voices they replaced, or if these are better or what. Tandy Newton, fine. Yeah. Whatever. Nothing against her. I like Tandy Newton. She's fine here. Whatever. Zachary Levi, he's shit, and he's shit here. Definitely didn't have the the charisma of a Mel Gibson, did it? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I I don't get why you you only replace Mel Gibson because you want to get rid of the problematic like bad guy in Hollywood. Why do you replace him with the younger problematic? What has Zachary Levi done? Oh, he's awful. He's he's like anti-vax. He's um he's always posting slightly bordering on like racist shit. He, he's 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 a proper little knobhead. Oh, yeah. I obviously Jane Horrocks is just hard work, but like she's doing that role well. It's what she's asked of. It's not her fault, but yeah, it's like half hour job, then <laughs> coming through ten lines. I thought Nick Mohammed was uh, particularly shit. He was the little scientist man. Oh, hello, I'm a scientist. 
that character. Do you know what? All I could think about with that character was Calvin. Same. It sounded. It sounded like you doing your Calvin oh. impression. For, oh, oh no! What's going on? Oh hello! I had the exact same thought. So I couldn't get away from that. Really, that character felt out of place. Like that character felt like it was from a different film, didn't it? Miranda Richardson as Mrs. Tweedy was. Was she always that shit? Because it just again, it just felt so like I am a villain. I am a naughty bad person. I'll tell you who I quite liked. Uh, newcomer. Literally, like, I think her only credit of note. Oh, the Scouser? Yeah, I liked her because I googled her and I was like, mm, do you reckon I could... Do you, reckon I... do you reckon I could get a date with her, Alan? <laughs> Should... Do you want to ask her on the podcast? We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll do a special. I reckon... Because have you seen her, Alan? She's a redhead. <laughs> I don't think I have. Let me look at her. What's her name? She's on IMDb. Which uh, she's. I looked her up because I was like, "Oh, who's the Scouse woman they've got in?" I'm sure they're an established Scouse actor. Uh, someone called Josie Sedwick Davies, and this is literally. She's got three credits on IMDb. Uh, one of right. which is a short film from 2015 called The Hound and the Rabbit, which has not got any votes on it. One of which is Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget, uh, and one of which is Chicken Shop Date, in which she plays the chicken out of Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget. So that's obviously some kind of promo piece. Who is she then? She's just some scouse actor who's come out of nowhere. And I, um... Yeah, but even if you are, you should have a couple of credits before you start getting this kind of work. She, I think she's very attractive, actually, Okay, look, I'm looking at her Twitter to get. A oh my god, she's on Twitter. I was just going to say, should I try get and more candid, Twitter? more candid shots? Does she do like theatre? She on Twitter? I'm going to follow her. She's on Twitter. Yeah, she's pretty hot. I'll give you that. Yeah. Let me, let me, uh, leave it with me. <laughs> oh, anyway, chicken run, eh? Dawn of the Nugget. Sounds like you were you were all right with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was yeah, no surprises, but I like a heist film. I kind of, I was alright with it for like the first 20 minutes, so it's kind of like oh, is this better than Chicken Run? Am I enjoying this? And it just kept going. And at one point I was like, well this has got to be the end of the film now. And I ran my mouse over the thing. I thought, genuinely thought it was about to wrap up and it was done. Um, and there was still like 40 minutes left. I mean, it is pretty basic, you know, story and everything. Yeah, it's, there's no surprises. I think I, what did I give it, seven? Yeah, I gave it a five. Well, you've not seen a lot, but you've seen a lot for you <laughs> to say that you've not had like podcast duty making you watch Marvel stuff. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. They're having a tough time, Alan. It's all falling apart. You've been waiting for the Marvels. Well, Marvel it's, in it was inevitable. I mean, I say they're having a tough time. They had Ant Man. Uh, Ant Man three came out at the start of the year. Everyone hated it. Massively underperformed. It was okay. It was better than Ant Man two for fuck's sake. Um, but it wasn't great, uh, and it didn't make a lot of money then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 came out everyone loved it, it was very good but you know that's kind of it's own little thing it was like a finale for the Guardians of the Galaxy like sub franchise it's James Gunn, you know he's reliable Um, you probably would hate it but it was very good, I gave that an 8 out of 10, it's one of my favourites of the year and then the Marvels came out and it was dog shit and it massively underperformed and no no one's remotely interested in what comes next? If it wasn't for Black... I think the Marvels is like my maybe second or third worst Marvel movie ever. And I liked Captain Marvel, the first one. So, you know, I should have enjoyed it. But they're just flailing around. They don't know what they're doing. It's fascinating to watch. To say they were such a, like, tightly operated machine, you know? Yeah, it's all falling apart. I've never seen Samuel L. Jackson look so uninterested in being in a film before. <laughs> and I think that's saying something. 
Is he, is he must be tired by now, though. It just none of it worked. Anyway, so that was shit. What else came out this year? Uh, Little Mermaid. Couldn't believe how bad that film is. The special effects are just incredible. How bad they are. Genuinely, go and just watch some clips of the like effects in that film, and um, it will blow you away how bad it looks. Like you'll be expecting a bad looking CGI mess. It, it's it, it boggles the mind that they released it. <laughs> And it made loads of money. Uh, Blue Beetle, DC film. I mean, I think DC's done more to destroy the superhero genre than anyone else, but releasing glorified TV movie Blue Beetle in cinemas certainly wasn't helping things. Awful fucking film. Terrible film. Um, Shazam 2 was dreadful. The Exorcist Believer was dreadful, which is a shame because Leslie Odom Jr. was good in it. We were quite excited about that new Exorcist movie, weren't we? Based mm-hmm. on our Exorcist episode a couple of years back, um, yeah, it was bad. Uh, Cocaine Bear was shit. Chicken Run was shit. Wish was shit. The Marvels were shit. Napoleon was uh, a bit shit, which was a shame. Kind of hoped for more from Ridley Scott. Oh yeah, I haven't seen. It. Yeah, I was tempted by that. What's the? Uh... It's just um, th- there's all this stuff about Napoleon being a weird little freak with his wife Vanessa Kirby. I loved all that. Just give me give me a whole movie of that, please. Um he was just like a weird little sex freak. But then they like have all the battles and stuff and it's really boring. <laughs> Past Lives, that might be up at the Oscars. I was very unimpressed with it. Gave it a six out of ten. This year, like every year now they're like, What's the big South Korean film we're gonna fawn over this year? And this year it's Past Lives. I thought mm. it was very unimpressive to be honest. Yeah. Just didn't work for me at all. But maybe we'll get into that at the Oscars, eh? It might well be up for Best Picture. Uh, I watched Haunting in Venice. Finally made its way to Disney Plus. That's the uh, the new Poirot, the Halloween spooky Poirot. Yes, how was it? Any good? Yeah, it was. It was just like the others. What you expect? Yeah, <laughs> I kind of expected more from it because spooky shit. But uh, six out of ten. Uh, Renfield Saw Ten came out and got amazing reviews. Did you see that? No. Eighty percent Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh Saw Ten. The Saw movies normally get like forty percent for comparison. Like I don't think any of them have got positive reviews. So did you? What did you think? I just I thought it was kind of like all the other Saws. I don't really get what's going on, but I think it just kind of it spent a bit more time on character. It kind of knows what it is. Maybe I preferred Spiral with uh, Chris Rock. I gave it six out of ten. So I guess I liked it more than most Saw movies. Uh, Wonka didn't really care about. I watched No Hard Feelings the other day, the Jennifer Lawrence uh, sort of rom-com type thing. I was hoping for more from it. Matthew Broderick and his wife hire a sex worker to shag their son, bring him out of his shell a bit. Yeah. Oh, what was it called? No Hard Feelings. Yes, I recall the posters and I thought that was a bit weird. <laughs> bit of a weird premise. I like the premise. I think it's a good premise. Yeah. The problem is it's, t- it's t- it pulls its punches because obviously it's like, well, she can't be a real prostitute. She's got to be like a woman who's down on her luck and sort of decides, right, well, I'll do it this one time. And, and they can't... Act- prostitutes who just do it for the love. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they can't, they can't actually have sex, obviously. They have to kind of, you know, decide that... She, obviously, she has to like... It's, it's all just a bit too... Hollywood comes up with a fun daring premise but then plays then it, so, it yeah. totally safe because they have to and again like uh like renfield just a bit funnier would have gone a long way yeah but you know i like jennifer lawrence i was rooting for her i'm glad that she's trying to make r-rated comedies so whatever uh spider-man across the spider-verse oh my god 
have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? No. Have you not? No. You might like it, actually. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse, the absolute fucking blast of a film for, like, the first two hours. It's, like, phenomenal fun. And then it's it's part one. No ending. No even attempt at an ending. Oh, it's a cliffhanger. It's called a cliffhanger. Yeah, a cliffhanger's not an ending, dipshit. There's no structure, and it's just annoying. It's a waste of, like, an amazing two-hour ride up until that point. Really amazing animation, funny, interesting. <sighs> I'm looking forward to the third one, which was meant to be out March, but I don't think they've even started animating it yet, so that's not <laughs> happening. I watched a thing called Apocalypse Clown on Netflix. You might want to check this out, Alan. You like very low-end British comedy. Yeah. I think Apocalypse Clown is really more of an Irish film than a British film, but there's obviously a lot of British sitcom people in the mix there. I think it is actually Irish money. Give you an idea of the budget. Um, It's about, like, the apocalypse happens, but there's a load of clowns knocking around when it happens, and they're like... That's the premise, and it doesn't really make any sense or work, but it's got (laughs) David Earl. You know David Earl? As in, Uh, Brian Gittins. All right, yes, yes. He's the main guy in it. Um, It's kind of, it was all right. I had a good time with it. It, It's like a thing on Netflix, little low-budget bullshit comedy. It's got some funny bits. It's the kind of low-budget shit I could see you getting something out of. (laughs) Good. So, a little recommendation for you there. Uh, what else we got? South Park joining the Pandaverse. They're they're keeping on their TV movie nonsense. People love that one. They were like, oh, best South Park in years. I thought it was pretty weak, actually. Pretty basic. Mario Brothers movie. It's alright. Doesn't make any sense, but it's beautiful animation. Fun world to be in, so, you know, can't go too wrong. Even though the plot didn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Uh, Creed 3 was alright. Scream 6 was fine. Elemental was alright. Godzilla Minus One went to see that the other day. That was okay. Again, people kind of acting like it's better than it is. I preferred Shin Godzilla, but I like I like what Godzilla's doing at the minute. I like that they're just making proper good films. I don't really know when they decided they were going to make good Godzilla movies instead of, like, shit ones, but I'm glad they're doing it. You've not seen Killers of the Flower Moon? No. Again, one I've been tempted to see, but yeah, who's got the time? Three, it's like three and a half hours long. Yeah, it's an ordeal. It is, it's a good film, but it's like, it's fine. People are acting like it's the second coming of Christ. It's like, I don't know if it would make my top five Scorsese's, you know? Hmm. But it was alright. It's, you know, it's, I'm glad I'm glad Scorsese's in a position to just do what he wants. So that's good. Uh, Thanksgiving, went to see that. That was quite fun. You know uh, the Grindhouse trailer? No. You, you know Grindhouse? Yeah. And they did all the spoof trailers for, like, Machete and... Yeah, have they made them all now? Nearly. Thanksgiving was one of the last holdouts that they've made. Eli Roth's one. It was pretty fun. Pretty good. Yeah. Right, I'm going to give you my top ten of the year so far, and this is really... This just points out how shit this year is. I, I'm embarrassed this is my top ten. I'm sorry, everyone. Number ten is The Killer. So you're mad already off the bat. Yeah. Number nine, Barbie. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Oppenheimer. Okay. Number seven, Knock at the Cabin. Right. Number six, this is very embarrassing, this one. The Flash. (laughs) Hot take. It is a hot take. The Flash, right? Absolute mess of a film. But it's really good, fun, entertaining. Like, look, I like Michael Keaton as Batman. All right? (laughs) Five Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, which was actually just good. I enjoyed that. Not as good as uh, perhaps the second one, but... Number four, this is a hot take. 
because I will actually stand by this. This was actually a good film, and everyone can go fuck themselves. Uh, Strays. Right. You know, the talking dog comedy? Yeah. It's a fucking really funny film. It's a really funny comedy, and everyone's just being a shit about, like, not respecting comedy. Like, it's a lesser art form. Because every review I've seen has been along the lines of, I laughed my ass off at this film, but I felt bad laugh, like, enjoying such a crap film. And it's like, well, look, if, you, <laughs> if it made you laugh your head off, is that not good? Every letterbox review is like, I love this film, I had a great time with this film, two out of five. And it's just pathetic. It's like people who are scared to, like, say they enjoyed something because it's, like, puerile. I, th- I thought it was really funny, and you might enjoy it. Maybe not. We have a slightly different sense of humour with this stuff. You're less Will Ferrell. You're less into him than I am, but... You like Jamie Foxx, so... Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I, I, I like. I thought Strays was great. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, Evil Dead Rise at 3. Worst Evil Dead, but still still good. Blackberry at number 2. I really enjoyed Blackberry, actually. All right. That's like the first film on this list that I'm actually like, yep, yeah, that should be in my top ten of the year. Uh, Blackberry, and then Saltburn, number one. Again, really like Saltburn. People are being shitty about it, but that bit where he fucks that grave. It's hilarious. <laughs> Saltburn's really funny, actually. I thought it was really funny. Alright, 2023. Have you watched? Have you been keeping up with Rick and Morty this year, Alan? No. It's weird, because obviously Justin Roiland got fired. Yeah. And it's like the best season they've made in years. <laughs> it's like they come back with renewed... It's like they've got something to prove. They've really like really come back swinging. It's weird. Uh, do you see the new Futurama? Nope. It was alright. Three more seasons on the way. I'm, I'm thrilled. Couldn't be happier. There was one episode that was great. <laughs> Out of ten. So, you know, I'll take it. Alright, 2023. Uh, any other milestones to bring up? No. You got a girlfriend, didn't you, you little... I've been seeing a lady for most of the year, yes. Little lovebird. Well, alright, um, I'm going to go eat some chocolate, I think. That's what I'm going nice. to do. Christmas. What are you going to do for Christmas? Work. Now, you know you had your pre-Christmas Christmas with your lady friend the other day, because she's going off to America. That's right. Are you having any sort of real Christmas this year whatsoever with your family? Uh, no. Alright, uh, happy, happy. Au revoir. Happy Crimbo. Chicken bucket. Oh, don't, Alan, I'm getting all. <laughs> Girl, <Getting> all flustered. <laughs>